Is ants one of your worst fears? Um, ants is like, you know, as individuals, I'm not afraid of them, but I do fear getting like covered <laughs> like in them. One-on-one, sure. One-on-one, they're yeah. fine. But, you know, when I was a child, I, I stepped in a fire ant pile in Florida. Oh and my, my dad God. had to throw me in our pool. So it's like a formative fear. That's a real fear. Yeah. I, wow. I'm not scared of them biting me or anything. I just don't want to be covered in them. It is And there's just unnerving. so many Yeah, you know? exactly. When I lived in Boston, one of my apartments was so old. Like, I mean, it's the same here when you, like, spill something depending on where you are in the apartment, it might, like, run downhill because the yeah, floors are all messed up. That's true. But in Boston, it would just, like, like you'd spill something, and it would just, like, whoosh down to, like, one wall. And if I had even just a crumb on the floor, ants would come out from between the floorboards because they were so separated. Mm-mm. And, I, I mean, it didn't happen often because I yeah. kept the place, like immaculate for this very reason but that and also when i lived in la they were in the cupboards oh god yeah and i was like (laughs) for why you came so far up into the air for why yeah i had a um mice in my old apartment for a while just like specifically i think it was just one one mouse that was a real trouble oh, i remember that actually oh, and it met a really grizzly end i do remember that too yeah. i had a mouse that met a grizzly end by this baby oh this little one when i lived uh over at zach's uh shout out, shout out to zach my shout roommate old old roommate and from <laughs> uh blue Former kept trying to like friend. wake me up and i was like what's ah, up and just ignored him for like an hour and he was nudging me with his face. <gasps> no. And he had in his mouth a mouse. No, did he touch you with it? Oh yeah. No. And then he put it on my pillow. No! I mean I know he means it as a gift, but And then so of course I was like <gasps> Good boy! You're Good a good and special boy, man. And he was purring like the like the fucking no tomorrow. Baby. He was so proud and happy. And that mouse had a terrible end. I will tell you, it looks like he, he must have toyed with that guy for like two and a half hours. What do you mean? And I've seen that mouse was like wet, fully wet. Oh God, uh, I hope it was, it was in bad was shape. Oh, uh, could have been, but he really is a killer. There was um, around the time that I had all the mouse stuff. Before the grizzly end of that one mouse, I got a like a have a heart trap that would just kind of like lock it in, mm-hmm. and uh, it like seemingly had had like closed itself while I was at work one day, and I was trying to shake it to see if there was a mouse inside. Oh. I couldn't tell, so I I tried to like just open it, thinking that it would kind of like pull apart, right? And it like snapped open, and the body of the mouse flew <gasps> in the air, and then like gently plop plunked me on the chest and fell in the ground. Oh my like, god. <laughs> It's like a beanbag, like a hacky sack. And I was like, I mean, they're so floppy. They are like round little balls. We also had a mouse in Connecticut when I was like younger. We were all like laying watching TV and I saw this mouse and I, I, I went from like fully horizontal to like not only vertical, but like on, like on my feet on the couch in one fell swoop, like, like a, Acrobat, or like a, a spooked elephant. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. With all all four of my huge feet, your round on one feet. tiny stool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, everybody. Anyway, welcome, welcome to that's the Spurrut podcast. <laughs> yes, two, there, that's yeah, one word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a podcast about ghosts, ghouls, uh, skeletons, blood, mice. <laughs> Bats. Blood. <laughs> Blood. Ew. It's not real. Bats. Bats. Uh, yeah, and then we we hosted, and I'm Steph. And I'm Robin. And today is a beautiful day. It's a gorgeous we day. We don't usually record on a Sunday, but we're getting ahead of the ahead of the curve today. It's kind of nice. It's, it's daylight. Great. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's warm out. You know, we've got many hours, sorry for yawning, of the day ahead <laughs> of us. Um, we've got some fun planned for later. Sorry, listener, you don't get to really join in on You don't really um, get to know, but we are playing D&D later. Mm-hmm. And by the time this comes out, it won't be a secret anymore, but I did make a huge mm. jello gelatin lobster 
to debut during yeah. our D&D game. I have a lobster-shaped it's tin. It's really beautiful. I can't wait to see it, like, turned right side out. Oh. Like, it's going to be like a jewel. Yeah, it's going to be a jewel lob. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I'm making an avgoleminal soup. Mm, I can't wait for that. Yeah? So yeah. I'm excited about that. And Steph's, Steph's really got her soup game locked down. Oh, man. So call me Spoonie or Rooney. Mm-hmm. And if any of you listeners know what that's a reference to, I'll give you $100. Oh. I really will. Listener. But you have to promise me that when you email in, you didn't Google it. You have to promise. And I'll know if you Googled it, because I'll ask you a follow-up question. Um, just one. Yeah. One follow-up question. <laughs> um, I wanted to read aloud. Uh, we were we received an email <gasps> to Yay! our thing. And, and it might be a little bit long, um, but I, I hope you don't mind if I I would I love it. Please. Okay. This is some listener mail, which again, guys, we really want to hear mm-hmm. from you. Um, this is from Andrew Dexter. Hello, Andrew. Is Andrew. Andra. Is it Andrew or Andrea? Andrew. Andrew. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the subject of this is the ghost of Gladstone Villa. Oh my God. And Andrew says, my family and I lived at a large property called Gladstone Villa in the former mining town of Bargoid, uh, which is in Wales in the UK. From 1969 cool. to 78, my family, our friends, and I experienced phenomena that simply defied logical explanations <gasps> such as very mild poltergeist activity, <gasps> like lights going on and off. We witnessed electrical cables being pulled by unseen forces, and my grandfather once claimed to have had a glass bottle thrown towards him as he entered the main bedroom, missing oh him by inches. Wow. Scary. Uh, there was the occasional sighting, but like the poltergeist activity, this too was extremely rare. So rare that in all the nine years I lived there, I never once saw it, but my mother did on at least two occasions. Right. She told the family that one night she saw the full solid figure of a monk standing <gasps> near the doorway. She later described it in detail with typical brown habit, complete with hood over the head so she didn't see his face. And a halo haircut? Oh! You gotta think he had that hair. I mean, that is a classic fryer cut, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure a monk would have it too. Even if you just see the outline, you should probably assume that he has a bald top Mm -hmm. and then full sides. Mm -hmm. Um, He was there for a few moments and then he was gone. There was regular footsteps in the main bedroom that was heard every morning. Or I hate evening. that. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being like, oh, yep, the footsteps. They're regular. Yep. <laughs> uh, sometimes during the day when we'd all be downstairs watching TV, one of us would turn the volume down to hear it more clearly as it walked slowly above us. It was uh. so bad that we slept downstairs with the lights on and we had it for so long my grandmother gave it a nickname. She called it Johnny the Ghost. What? <laughs> I mean, that's a friendly a name. Johnny the Ghost. Yeah, that's your friend. That's your friend. Johnny. Just having a stroll. The Ghost. This property actually convinced a skeptic. Uh, the family friend would not believe us when we told her Gladstone Villa was haunted. She searched the main bedroom and said it was vibration from traffic outside causing it. But her huh. opinion was soon to change when it finally happened as she was there. We left the property in the summer of 78 when two local businessmen brought, uh, bought it and Gladstone Villa was eventually converted into a hotel and changed its name to Red's Park Hotel. The staff told... Gladstone Villa is a better so name better. for a hotel. Right? Like, what? Red's Park? Gladstone Villa is a great Come hotel. On. Elegant. Yeah. Um, the staff had their own personal experiences, sighting in room five, lights going on and off. I researched the history of it, and I found some interesting things from the local library and newspaper archives. Andrew, be our intern. Andrew, please. Oh my gosh, you'd love for you to do the some best digging. kind of research here. <laughs> Including uh, boots on the ground research. Yeah, seriously. Um, the villa dates back to the 1900s and was named after Prime, British Prime Minister William Gladstone. Directly opposite the inn uh, is an inn called the Rafa Club, which is the oldest building in Bargoid dating what? back to the 16th century. What? It is said that a priest hole is there <gasps> and is sealed up. A that priest hole? The what the fuck is a what priest hole? What the fuck is a priest hole? I don't know, but it sounds so dark. What? Uh, what I have said here is true, and I wouldn't share this if it couldn't be backed up by further research. And what I can say, 
What I say can be verified by witnesses that experienced it. Much more detailed account can be found on YouTube if you search The Ghost of Gladstone Villa. Genuine experience that really did happen to us. You can also Google this by searching Gladstone Villa Bargoid. Okay, I am Googling it right now, and there is a lot about Gladstone Villa. Andrew, thank you. Thank you. So much. So much. There's tons. Wow. It's a known haunted place. It's so I cannot believe that you live there. For nine years. Also, I gotta say, Andrew... I don't know if you listened to the milkening episode, mm-hmm. but I would love to talk to you about the Welsh uh, cow folklore. Oh, yeah, about Wait, I gotta find e- out what a eternal is. milk spring eternal within milk a cow. Spring. Um, uh, I would love that. Priest. Oh. Okay. The first thing that I'm learning is that I don't really know how to spell priest. Also, you gotta really watch out googling priest hole. Oh, girl, you're right. Yeah, you, you gotta right. really beware. Okay, priest hole. Wow, Andrew, thank oh you God. so much it's for... A real, it's a real guy. I mean, it's a real thing. Okay. A priest hole is a hiding place for a priest built into many of the principal Catholic houses of England during the period when Catholics were persecuted by law in England. Okay, that does make All sense. Right. Calling it a priest hole is still insane. Still a little bit much. Uh, it's just a hiding space. It's a hidey hole. This is my <laughs> priest hole. This is my I guess, like, in, in your... In this house, what would the priest hole be? The bathroom? Maybe, maybe the closet. Maybe the closet, yeah. In your house, the priest hole would definitely be the closet. Yeah, it's great probably and that closet right when you walk in. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. Any other spooky stuff happen this week? Oh, we saw The Dead Don't Die. We saw The Dead Don't Die. We didn't it even talk about weird. it yet. It was so weird. It was weird and um, self-aware. The movie is self-aware. It is self-aware. And A lot of fourth wall breaking. Not no no like fourth or I wall guess just breaking. Like talking about the fact that they, they were never in a movie. like direct address yeah. the audience, but just talking about. But they know that they're in a, a movie. movie. But I didn't think it was well. I don't care about that stylistically, but it wasn't well done. I no, thought. it was so strange. And, the, and talking I mean, about Jim Jarmusch, and I, I was don't like, understand. okay. And then like, yeah, the the ending. It was so. Weird. Like, I don't even know if I liked it. And what you said was correct, which is that if that can get made, the milking can definitely get made. It did. On the one hand, I was like, what am I watching? On the other hand, I was like, I'm I'm so happy because this is evidence that, like, oh, you thought that this kind of movie Mm -hmm. wouldn't make it? Look, big screen. Mm -hmm. You know what else would be good? The milking I, I think that and that Hollywood is, is why <laughs> Tilda should have oh a part God. in Milkening. Yeah, she should 100% have a percent in, in everything, and she was underutilized here. Yeah. I thought the whole cast was underutilized. I know they had a killer cast. Yeah, it and really it, does break my heart. It was it was just so weird. It was so weird. Yeah, I also don't get how. I don't know. It's just really weird. It was very weird. And I like weird stuff. So I don't even know if weird is the word. It was very, like, jarring at every turn. Uh, It It was was strangely predictable and not predictable. Yeah. And also, like, it wasn't really a zombie movie almost. No, it was like a... It was a, a snapshot of one bad night that everyone mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. and that's it no real character development no character no journeys very strange like dialogue choices interactions between characters that whole weird adam driver thing where he was like i have an affinity for mexican people i think it was, it was like, like what i it, i feel like it, it was making fun of zombie movies yeah 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 and um i just didn't think it was a funny joke no. I guess is what I'm saying. I think that what he, what what Jim, I guess, thought was the joke of it was, like, not what the rest of us think no. is funny about them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not gruesome enough. Not gruesome enough. And there was a lot of, like, a lot of the humor hinged on just, like, repeating the same things over and over again. Like, oh, yeah. let's listen to this one song over and over Let's, like, ask if it was an animal or multiple wild animals. Like, stuff like that, which I was like, it could be really funny if you did that the right way. 
the timing was off. The timing was off. Anyway, because we're genius filmmakers, <laughs> as you obviously know from the many times we've pitched you films mm-hmm. over the past couple months, yep. I give it a four out of ten. Yeah, it was a, it was a low score for me, especially yeah. because I feel like we have really come up with some like knocked it out of the park ideas. Oh, yeah. Toddly and Grid the Great Flood. Toddly, I mean two up. American tutors in London. Yeah, I mean um, Midnight Eleven as Midnight well. Midnight Eleven, of course. Also I'm so excited for Midsummer. Oh, uh, that looks really everybody, good. Everybody, if you haven't peeped that trailer, go and Ooh, get it's it. It's coming out really soon. It's by this the director of Hereditary and it I just hope that he makes a movie a summer. I from now that, until I think forever. That might be what it is. I'm I hoping can't wait. we should wear our most yes. uh like, I don't know. I'm wearing my D and G costumes. Yeah, yeah. You got to wear your flower crown. Yeah. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I, gotta I can't wait. Find something to wear for that. Maybe an espadrille. You got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or just like the I'm gonna make a dress like Ariel wears when she's making a dress out of a sail. Just a sail and a rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll oh. just be like... I do remember as a little girl being like, that's the most beautiful dress in the yeah, world. Yeah, I was like, wow, no one I wish has I could ever dress looked like as this. good as this. Yeah, like, oh god, it's an incredible dress. Mm-hmm. Fashion. It is fashion. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Anyway... Because we saw The Dead Don't Die, mm-hmm. we're doing a little bit of a theme episode. A, a special theme. And it's... Zombs! Zombies! Okay, okay. Um, we're doing zombies, but we're only gonna like scratch the surfy. It's a huge topic. It's gigantic, and as yeah. a lot of you know, it is um Haitian origins. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's, there's so much that we could even. There's too much that we can get into. Yeah. I will direct you all to the zombie episode of Lore from a couple years ago. Oh, it's really good. For some insight. I will also direct you all to the internet Mm -hmm. for a deeper dive on this. Give it a goog. Yeah, give it a goog. Um, I I will say one fun thing about zombies that I kind of learned about is that it's, I guess, like, looking at it from the origins uh-huh. is that I guess in like voodoo they think that the soul is separated into two so the body and the spirit mm, okay and um which is kind of different from like a lot from other belief systems where it's just like your body is like a form and then your soul is the thing inside it yeah yeah but it's like no these two things are both okay. so that a zombie is like a body without the other part of its soul Oof. or a, I forget the name of it, it starts with a B, um, but it's like a dark priest kind of. Oh yeah. Uh, I have, core, uh, yeah, I have it in um, there. They it can is. take the soul and put it in Bacor. like a glass bottle and basically like they can like steal that part Ooh, yeah. and sell it to you or use it. But it is believed that it will only be, like, temporarily active. Like, it's, it's battery. Like, it only has oh, so much okay. because eventually it's going to pass. So that, thank goodness, you Damn. can't just, like, trap a soul forever. No. You can, though, trap a body. Yeah. So, yeah, that was just a really interesting thing I hadn't that is very known before. I don't think I really realized that it, it broken down like that. It makes a lot of sense. I think, like... Um, you know, don't t- take everything that we say today with a grain of salt because it's a very complicated topic, yeah. but that is, like, one small aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have, do you want to go? Do you want to give me your zombie? Sure. I'll give you a, this is now one of the most famous zombie cases. Yes. Also, I think it's funny, everybody should know that we both just, like, <laughs> without talking to each other, both <laughs> research zombies Yeah. Um, today because, well... We had him on the brain. Yeah. No pun intended. Zombie on the brain. Okay. Mm, I'm going to tell you a little bit mm. about Clarice's Narcisse. Mm. <laughs> Anybody excited? We haven't even talked about the Dark Crystal <laughs> TV show that's coming out. But if anyone's oh, excited, yeah. uh, I'm fucking pumped. When does that come out? I don't even know. But, oh, I think it's like early August okay, or late great. August. Great. Great. Either way, that's it. what my fall is all going to be about. Yeah, dark, dark crystals crystal fall. up around here. Mm-hmm. All also, right. So summertime Halloween party. I yes, yesterday I pitched a 
I just started saying we should have a Halloween party. And then everyone started nodding. And I said this summer and everyone lost their goddamn mm-hmm. mind. And Very we're going to do it. Cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's so, have this. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Clarivius Narcisse. Born on April 3rd, or sorry, not born, uh, on April 30th, 1962, Clarivius checked into the Albert Schweitzer Hospital in Haiti. He had a fever and complained of a sensation described as bugs crawling on his skin. No, that's your worst fear we just talked about, ants. Another one of my worst fears, he was throwing up blood. Oh, bummer. The staff gave him a room at the hospital when his condition quickly deteriorated. Two days later, how can it get worse from that? I don't know, maybe actual bugs? Oh. No, probably not. Who's to say? So two days he died. Two days later, pronounced dead. An official death certificate confirmed the end of his life. Uh, his immediate family held a funeral and interred the body at, at a local cemetery in Lester. Okay. They sealed the coffin with nails and buried him in the traditional manner. For most people, death is the end, but not this time. <laughs> at some know. point dur- uh, after his funeral, someone disturbed Narcisse's grave. During the night, a Bokor, or Haitian voodoo sorcerer, dug him up and removed him. Narcisse was beaten, (gasps) bound, and forced to drink a potion before being taken to a a sugar plantation. Once Mm. there, he encountered others in a similar state to his own. Narcisse had to work the fields, and the Bokor constantly gave him additional injections of the same potion to maintain his zombie-like state of mind. For the next two years, Narcisse remained on the plantation until the Bokor that recruited him died. Even though he was now nothing more than a lifeless husk, Narcisse took this chance to wander off unseen. Eighteen years afterward, he returned to his home village where he sought out his sister, Angelina. And I'll tell you why it took him 18 years to get back. Oh, my God. So Angelina was in a village market when Clarivius approached and identified himself. Obviously, she flipped the fuck out. Yeah. Especially when he said, I'm your brother, and then called her by a childhood nickname that only the two of them knew. Oh, my God. Um, She and her family decided to fully investigate the claims, and they found out that, indeed, this was her brother. What? Yeah. So his story obviously made for some sensational headlines. Everything that happened to him from the moments prior to admitting himself to the hospital to tracking down his sister uh, almost two decades later was all done while he was conscious but in a near vegetative state. Narcisse could fully recall doctors declaring him dead and being buried alive. Oh my god. Of his burial, he said, They call my name three times. Even as they cast the dirt on my coffin, I was not there. My flesh was there, but I floated here, moving wherever. I could hear everything that happened. They came. They had my soul. They called me, casting it into the ground. And I'm going to talk about what might cause this. Ooh, okay, good. Uh, He also said that when they drove a nail in, it, like, hit him in the forehead, (gasps) and he has a scar from it. What? Yeah. Oh! He also claimed to be conscious when the Bokor dug him up shortly afterwards, saying, The earth opens up, and they sit you up. They slapped me three times. They made me smell something. I was taken to the house probably of the Bokor. Probably smelling salts. Yeah, probably, actually. Because yeah. that, like, you don't it's really... It's right it works, away. works right away. Um, he cured my cheek where the nail of the coffin went through. Okay, so maybe it was his cheek, sorry. Oh, my God. Um, he also stated that he was judged for eight days, during which time he was questions about the problems he had with the people who wanted him dead, implying that he was told who had arranged for his zombification. Wow. Um... Uh, so, he walked a great distance to a northern plantation, or he was walked, near a ravine trompette owned by a bokor named Joseph Jean. Here, Narcisse claimed he worked with 151 other zombies. Oh my god. Nine of whom were female, for two years. From sunrise to sunset, he was put to work in the fields, weeding and planting. At night, he would rest in a big hangar with all of the other zombies. No. He said he was aware the whole time. He knew he was a zombie. He missed his friends and family and wanted to return home. He knew he was a zombie. So sad. I should also mention, too, that, like, a lot of the stories about zombies came over with, like, African slaves. There's a lot of, like, slavery. Yeah. uh, I guess, like, themes in um, the origins of zombies. And, yeah, it... It makes perfect sense that yeah. it would be it would feel that way. Yeah, to be a of slave. Um, 
he was held back, uh, not by, well, in a way, by actual, like, enslavement yeah. by this guy. But he was also felt a strange inability to interact with the world in a normal way. Events around him felt dreamlike, distorted, and slow. Simple Ooh. obstacles seemed impossible to pass or deal with. He was unable to make decisions or take conscious action of any sort. Oh, no, I'm eyes. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, every day, I Decision guess I feel that maker. way. Uh, one of the doctors who had examined him in 1980 said he had been told by the ex-zombie that a small stream on the property had appeared if it were a huge river, impossible to cross. Whoa. Um, another aspect of his story matched up to Haitian beliefs regarding zombies that the food he was fed was salt-free. Yes. Other than that simple difference. Yeah, What do you know what yes. the deal is with uh, that? There's a thing where if you feed a zombie salt, they will be cured oh okay yeah very so, interesting uh just like feeding them salt wow because salt is like we've like we've talked about before mm-hmm. a purifying like holy yeah yeah uh thing like a fully natural yeah uh yeah i guess like i never really put it together that way but it's like the uh natural thing so you can defeat the unnatural with it yeah 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 by well, that yeah. logic, it's like leaves, leaves. Like, well, salt is also like a natural kind of cleanser. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. In addition to being like used in a lot of holy yes. cleansing ritual. Yeah. So zombies, one uh, way to cure them: feed them salt. Feed them salt. This wow. this this variety. Yeah, yeah. A western zombie. Don't. Hey, they, they, they're gonna. Want I don't think you should try salt. to feed it salt. Um, you could throw it at it. That might do. You try, yeah. Try anything. But uh, other than that simple difference, the food was generally normal peasant fare, and zombies were fed just once a day. Um, so according to Narcisse, conditions proved too much for one of the other zombies who took matters into his own hands and killed their Boko overlord. Hell yeah. Which is fucking tight. That's sick. Um, Imagine being like, you're my, like your I control you. You're like, no, you don't. Yeah, and just being like, oh, wait, no. Breaking Here I go. Zombie yeah. <laughs> now that their thraldom came to an end, the remaining wow. zombies took this chance to escape the plantation. Narcisse also explained his reasoning for not finding his way home sooner. He had fought with his brother prior to the day he became ill, and he oh. outright blamed his brother for what happened to him. So he thinks his brother ordered him to be a zombie. Wow. Waited for news that his brother had died before coming back home. So, yeah. like That's so heartbreaking. I know. It's very sad. Um, So Narcissus... He must have, like, really believed that his brother did that. I know. Well, I mean... Wouldn't you be? I, I can imagine being so traumatized by it, but that you're yeah, like, yeah, I'm not gonna take a chance. Yeah, but for sure. it's a long time. Um, his case attracted obviously a great deal of international media, including New Scientist magazine and Time magazine, which both wrote feature stories in 1983. The BBC sent a crew to Haiti in 1981 to produce a documentary on his case. ABC sent reporters. Harvard sent a young ethnobotanist by the name of Wade Davis to do some studies on Narcisse. Davis's trips to Haiti would later yield two books, one of which was The Serpent and the Rainbow, which mm. was a bestseller, and then later a movie. Yeah. Um, Davis worked with uh, local Bokors to investigate substances used to create and maintain zombies and has said that victims are typically injected with a toxin yeah. that gives them the appearance of being dead to the point where even the most competent medical professionals would declare them dead. After their burial, they are usually beaten and given an antidote. So tetrodox, uh, tetrodotoxin and bufotoxin, which are pufferfish and toad, yeah, are the two toxins cool. used for incapacitation. I know. God. Well, wow. uh, the pufferfish, I think, might be similar to fugu, which is the Japanese yeah. toxic fish. Probably the same family, at mm-hmm. least. And then, you know, poisonous toads, you know. Classic. Cane toad. You got oh, a bunch yeah. of other ones. Um, so these were usually administered through an abrasion, while toses of datura, a poisonous vespertine flower, cool. kept the person in a delirious, stupefied state. So uh, some people also say the potions would contain human bones and skin. Oof. Maybe just for flavor? Yikes. I don't know. Yeah, just for flavors. Just for flavor. Um, so the belief in the zombie religion goes back hundreds of years in Haiti, even longer in Africa. The anglicized term mm-hmm. zombie comes from zombie, meaning spirit of a dead person. Um, so it's easy to see why zombies have become a staple of horror fiction. Uh, when plantation owners would plunder Africa for slaves, they brought over more than just able bodies. 
Um, men of many of their religion and or, sorry, religious and personal beliefs also came over with them. Mm-hmm. Religious practice continued in Haiti, grew into much feared and much misunderstood voodoo. Um, in 1804, I don't. Uh, are you going to cover this stuff? I don't want to say it. If you're no, talk about it. no. All of mine are really stupid. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, in 1804, a revolution take, took place in Haiti, which drove the French out of the country. Even though slavery officially, quote, came to an end, it really didn't. Yeah, right. Bocor priests took on a much more active role in Haitian culture. Despite the revolution, there's still a heavy French influence in Haiti today. Uh, probably best exemplified by Baron Samdi being the public face of voodoo. There's so much French yeah. and voodoo are kind of inseparable in a way. Uh, anyway, like virtually all Haitian people, Clarivius Narcisse was undoubtedly fully aware of the zombie legend. Part of this surrounds the admission of declaring oneself to be a zombie in the first place. Just right. to do so, if you didn't have like the proof to back it up would be humiliating and like ruin your reputation. Right. Friends and family would disown anyone who said they were a zombie without proof to back it up. So for that reason alone... Also, it's like... Here's the thing. Is, is it kind of a catch-22? Like, you're not a zombie. Get out of here. And then like, yeah. well, I... All right, you're a zombie. Uh, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, either way, you're, you're damned if you do, ah, you're damned if you don't. Dang it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But it does sound like being a zombie is way more of like a just a terrible thing that happened to you. Right. In Instead of like, you're marked forever. Yeah. I yeah. think that he was accepted back into the culture. Yes. But yes. it's still like... You wouldn't, like, go away for a weekend, come back, and be like, oh, I was a zombie. It would be, like, would be lying like, about being sick about? or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you just don't do that. You don't do that. Um, so, yeah, he would not have simply lied and said that he was made into a zombie. Um, he died unrelated to zombie causes in 1994. So claims of being a zombie uh, persist in the past few decades, including cases in the past few years they're mm. still going on mm-hmm. still so much debate on how much the toxins in zombie powder actually cause the intended effect but one thing is for sure people have had the experience of being buried alive brought back turned into a zombie oh my gosh yeah. so that is the strange and sad case of Clarivius Narcisse but a, a kind of happy mm-hmm. ending kind of happy ending yeah he yeah. made it out and like, freaking shout out to that one zombie who was like... Shout it out. Yeah. <laughs> just picturing one day being like, enough is enough. Yeah, just like taking his taking his zombie hand and smacking him and smacking oh him God, and smacking him. Smash that fucking yeah. core. Oh, man. I, I, I wish I knew more of it. It seems like... Um, I know this from when we kind of... When you covered some voodoo stuff, mm-hmm. but it seems like a bokor and listener, you might be wondering why don't we we just like get rid of all the bokors? That's not really how it is. They're not like it, they're necessary. Mm-hmm. They're like an accepted part of it. Yeah, like it's a it's a whole thing. There's no uh, black and white. Yeah, like it's a there's it's all gray area. Right, right. And um, it's an ecosystem. Yes, almost. yes, yes, yes. So, um, that, that's so crazy. Yeah. That's scary. wild. Scary. Well, I took a way different thing. Uh, as you know, I, I attempted to research actual stuff and then I just like went on Ranker. I mean, you know, I love Ranker. Yeah. But I am going to get into this one article, um, from about eight years ago. Okay. Uh, by Rosemary Black, and it's titled Walking Corpse Syndrome, a <gasps> Mental Disorder Ooh. When People Think They're Zombies. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, basically, walking corpse syn- syndrome is when people, it's, it's a neuropsychiatric disorder. Uh, it's kind of like Kotar delusion. Right. Which That's you, right. Which you, like you know have have talked about but mm-hmm. basically they like they think they've died their flesh is rotting they they or that they've lost a vital organ which i think is a little Ooh, bit different from cotard syndrome scary. it's like yeah my heart is gone Ooh. my liver is gone no it's not um also you know linked to bipolar disorder and oh. schizophrenia like basically okay. like other kinds of dissociative disorders yeah makes um, sense in a way some patients also just believe that they don't have blood. No. They just don't have blood. You do. So when you said this podcast was about blood. Oh my God. 
Yeah, you were right. Yes. It's about blue and not blue. having it. Uh, yeah, they also very sad, not out of an out of a want to die, but they want to test their own mortality to see if they're right. Oh, no. So they will put themselves in harm's way oh, some no. of the time. Um, it was first described, yes, uh, in by a French neurologist. Jules Cotard, but then this other thing is a little bit different. This one thing I'm talking about now with the zombie stuff, mm-hmm. where you can like have Cotard syndrome and then also be like, but not only that, I'm also a zombie. Oh my god. So, um, one recent case from 1994 of walking corpse syndrome is that a man just didn't think he had a stomach <gasps> and so he starved to death. Oh no. Oh god. Yeah. Well, it's so sad and scary. It's really, really, really scary. Um, Electroconvulsive therapy has been used um, to treat severe this. And I guess, like, I don't really know a lot about it, but I guess it is actually being used a lot still nowadays. ECT? Much differently than it had been. Yeah. Uh, Um, But to treat even just depression. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we know what that is. Electrodes, top of the patient's head. You get electricity. It causes a kind of seizure. Um, You know, it's still controversial. Mm -hmm. But I don't see how that would... I mean, I guess if the thing is, like, this will change your brain and you'll now think you're not a zombie anymore. But if I did think I was a zombie, I'd be like, fucking do your worst. Like, yeah. Obviously, like, electricity has no power here. Yeah. I'm I mean, a zombie. Yeah, it works for some people for, for yes. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, I have heard that. Um, yeah, so that's just a little peek Oof. at that. Ooh, the idea but, of being like, I don't have a stomach. Yeah. Just, mm, mm, I'm just going to not mm-hmm. eat forever. Okay, so what I'm going to get into is a lot of, like, just sensational news stories. Great, okay. Um, because... So zombies, the origin is like in Haiti. It's the, it's uh, way more. Uh, it's almost more subtle and magic and uh, spiritual. Yeah. Than this kind of stuff okay. that I'm about to go into. <laughs> this is more the like eating brains. Okay. Like oh brains. Yes. <laughs> like being an idiot. Like walking slowly. Yeah, yeah. Like, flopping around. Yeah, like like a. Movie. Movie zombies. Yeah. Florida college students stab strangers, eats their faces. <laughs> of course it's in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this happened in Miami in 2016. 19-year-old college student Austin Haruf reportedly stormed away from a restaurant in Jupiter, Florida, where he'd been dining with his parents Apparently upset over the slow service there. Austin. He then wandered into a neighborhood where a couple, Michelle and John, sat in their garage with the door open enjoying a quiet evening. He pulled a switchblade on them, stabbed them to death (gasps) without provocation, and uh, one neighbor tried to intervene. He stabbed that man as well. Oh, no. When police arrived, they found him naked, ripping away chunks of the people's (gasps) flesh and eating it. He was also growling, grunting, and making animal noises. Repeated use of stun guns and a police dog could not stop him what? from eating these people's faces. And finally, three officers had, had to pull him away from the bodies by force. <gasps> Holy fuck. To make this even weirder is that this kid, prior to this bizarre crime, was a model student who seemed to have things pretty pretty well figured out. He was yeah. fine. It was reported that he'd been hanging out with some of his like fraternity brothers prior to the dinner. Uh-oh. But his toxicology report came back totally clean. What? Totally what clean. The fuck? Yes. Other test results for synthetic drugs were pending at the time, but they've also since been clean. They say he showed no other characteristic symptoms associated with um, substances like bath salts or flocker, anything right. like that. Um, nobody knows. Holy shit. He just fucking lost it. So, oh my God. Look at okay. his face. Did he just go to Look jail or what? Wow. 
I don't know what happened to this guy. Would not expect that guy. But to have a switchblade on him and then stab you and eat you in your own garage. Ugh. So is that a zombie? I don't know. In a lot of ways. Kind of. Yeah. So also in Miami. Oh my God. Okay, of course. The infamous Miami cannibal attack, which I can't believe that one isn't the infamous one. Yeah. Um, This was from May 2012. Okay. Uh, there is very disturbing footage of this that I am not going to watch, and I'm not going to show you. Okay. Because I actually remember remember I don't this think I footage. I saw the footage, but I remember it in the news. Uh, Miami resident Rudy Eugene stripped naked and attacked a homeless man, Ronald Popo, eating about eighty percent of the man's face. Uh. When police arrived at the scene, they were forced to open fire on the belligerent Eugene. Um, he basically, basically like he took way more bullets than his body should have been able to withstand before he finally went down. Oh, what? It was again, theorized that he had ingested bath salts or PCP toxicology reports revealed only trace amounts of marijuana in his what system. The fuck? There is no explanation for this Why? at all. What's happening, Miami? Yeah, that you. It's not even like. Also, I need to say, if I were gonna go start eating a person, I wouldn't start with the face. Where would you start? I don't know, but I just feel like not the face, because this is the part I relate to most. I would start with the face. Really? I mean, everywhere else that you could possibly start, maybe the shoulder. I don't know. I think I'd probably. Mm. If you do think about it. Sure, it's Maybe. got succulent meat, <laughs> but I just like I okay. I but guess if you the, think about the the hands would I be know. tough. The feet are out. Maybe I would just start with like the gut. No, there's like barely any meat in there. Well, see, this is where, and then I'm getting. And then you're like, well, the, uh, the face, you know. I think probably like arms or legs. Yeah, I think I think maybe shoulders a, a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of meat there. Truly, neck even maybe better than face. Why are we so much doing blood, this? Though. A Think lot about of blood. The, the veins. The thing is, well, the missing link here is that I'm sane. So, like an insane person, sure. You never know. You do. Maybe never if know. I went, if I really, really lost my mind, I'd go right for the face. Well, but the thing it's is that both of these you know guys that the also goes face. for the face. They do. They do. So maybe. There's, maybe there's something there. I don't know. I would see in an attack why you'd go for the face. Ugh. But just to eat the face. Just for meat purposes, it True. doesn't make sense. Right? Thank you. But maybe if you're, zo- if you're in a zombie state of mind, you're kind of like... Because I think Ooh, the chimp does it as like a warlike thing. near the brain. Ooh, you're trying to get to the brain. you're trying to get into that sweet brain. Two-year-old sits up in coffin, asks for water, dies again. Oh! <laughs> yep. Kevin Santos was pronounced dead at a hospital in the hometown of Belém in Brazil. No. The Chiro was placed in an airtight body bag for three hours while his family made preparations for his funeral. During the wake, family members noticed the boy moving. Santos was then sat up, or he independently sat up, asked his father for a glass of water. The family was let down, however, when only seconds later he fell over again. Ugh. And he was declared dead That's a second so time. so sad. I know. Poor it's sad, baby. especially because, like, he was not dead. Yeah. Like, he probably, maybe something could have been done. No. I know. Oh. At that point, I'm like, just, I, I wish, you know, you wish you hadn't seen that. <laughs> Bet that's what his parents yeah. said. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's too bad. I could have done without some uh, without this happening. This day was already yeah. bad enough, but mm-hmm. boy, did I'll I never do drink that? water again. Yeah, water's over. Woman returns from the grave in a catatonic state. Ooh. This uh, case was observed by researchers in Haiti sometime in 1996 or 97. Um, Fee, I think, was around 30 years old when she died after a short. Uh, Febrile illness? I'm not sure what that is. Was buried by her family the same day. Never do that, everyone. Fast around. Yeah, you Come gotta on. watch that body for a couple You days. gotta, like, I need to be decapitated or torn in half if I'm gonna be buried on mm-hmm. the same day. It's gotta be certain. No. Give me a full shiva. Yes. Uh, in the family tomb next to her house, three years later, 
She was recognized by a friend um, wandering near the village. Her mother confirmed her identity by a facial mark, as did her seven-year-old daughter. Oh, my God. Her siblings and other villagers, her husband and a local priest. She appeared mute, unable to feed herself. Her parents accused her husband of zombifying Whoa. her. Motherfucker. He was jealous of her after she had had an affair. You stupid Fuck asshole. yourself. After a local court authorized the opening of her tomb, which was full of stones. Okay. Her parents decided whether to take her home. Uh, they were undecided whether or not to take her home, and she was admitted to a psychiatric hospital. Aww. Um, it was later determined that the woman likely suffered from catatonic schizophrenia. But how do you explain stones in the grave? Alive. Yeah. How did she emerge from the tomb and wander home then? Arrest and who her put those husband. fucking stones in her tomb? You know it was that guy being like, it's the perfect crime. Yes. Now I get to keep my wife as a fucking zombie forever? Why? What's yeah. the point? I don't understand. Ugh. Yeah, it, it's a real, it's real bad. Ooh, that's scary. That one's really scary. I guess what I'm saying to you guys is just be careful of anyone ever. They could zombify you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure also, it's good that we're talking about this now because we need to set up some kind of system where, True. first of all, to check to make True. sure our caskets aren't full of stones. Mm-hmm. And second of all, to test to make sure that you're actually dead. Oh boy, yeah. Oh boy, I know. Oh it's yeah. Tough. I mean, at that I point, I'm just gonna be like, too is maybe smelling salts. Honestly, smelling salts is probably like for like four days. First line of defense. Waft it over my face waft like it. a couple times a day. Give me, give me a shiva, and on every day of the shiva, be like, just, just checking. Just checking. Just checking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another one would be like, just give me a cut, and then if it's not healing, I'm probably mm-hmm. dead. Well, sure. Or bleeding. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I don't know if they still do anywhere the, like, Victorian thing of having, like, a little glass cut out in the casket so you could see somebody's face, you know? Oh, that wow. was a thing. Um, cool. Maybe it was only in, like, catacombs or that kind of thing, but, huh. uh, you know. Maybe it was when people were embalmed. Oh, maybe. Because I did see this thing, and I think I sent it to you, about an embalmed little girl <gasps> yeah, in Italy. Yeah, she her eyes. Well, she, it's like, oh, I should have actually, like, covered this more, but there's basically this embalmed little girl from, like, the 20s mm-hmm. in Italy in these catacombs, and she looks like, uh, I'm not going to say perfect, she looks but like she a little looks doll. like a little girl. Yeah. yeah, she still looks like a little girl, and she's discolored because some of the um, embalming stuff, like, stopped working, and she, mm. like, started getting oxidized and stuff, so she's, like, a little green. A little green, but she, uh, they fixed it up, and she's she's doing okay now. Wow. Um, but her eyes—it uh, was very spooky. What we read because visitors say that her eyes like open and close. Her blue eyes open and close. And one of the people that's in, that's like in charge of this place was like, uh, "Oh no, I think it's a trick of the light." Her eyes have always been a little open. Oh. So he's like, no, 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 they're wrong. But also her eyes are partially open forever. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. I don't think it was a choice. I think it was like, you know, at some point they kind of popped open a little bit. And then they were like, well, she's, I'm not not going to fix this. I can't, I can't stand it. Crocodile turns users into zombie-like beings. We haven't talked about Don't crocodile. You dare try crocodile. Um, guys, if you do crocodile... Your arm will become a skeleton. Your arm... Your whole body will become a skeleton. You don't want to try it. And I know that we have talked about wanting to be a skeleton. But not like this. Not like this. Not like this. No, just looking at your arm as a skeleton. It's bad. It's really bad. It's so bad. It's don't so Google gross. image search it because it is that bad. Even if you want to get scared straight. I mean, and it will. Scare yeah, you it will. It will scare you straight. It truly is like people are taking chunks of their face off and eating them. Ugh. That is what it's like. It's like you're injecting poison that's gonna rot you. There is a video here, and it says the video above 
is both not safe for work and heartbreaking. So that's not safe forever. No, that's for not safe any for, time. for you. Uh, uh, no, that's NSFL, not safe for people not walk. safe yeah. for life. Crocodile is a drug that rose to prominence in poor areas of Russia yeah. because of the potent op- opioid effects combined with the affordable and easy methods with which it's produced. Doesn't it contain gasoline? Yes. There have been reports of the drug now cropping up in the U.S., obviously, yeah, because this article is from, like, eight years ago. Um, yeah. The narcotic was patented here in 34. So, welcome home. <laughs> if the potency of crocodile was not alarming enough, its side effects are the stuff of horror movies. The drug gets its name from the gangrenous effect it has on users' skin Oof. as it literally eats... It's necrotizing your flesh. It eats <laughs> tissue <laughs> and flesh from the inside yeah, out. Why the fuck would you inject this? I don't know. This often leads to open sores and wounds on the user's flesh that leaves bones exposed, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. The tissue around your bones <laughs> necrotizes <laughs> and you have sh- bones that are showing. Visible bones. I am doing so many gestures to the mic. Yeah. Because I need you to she's, know. She's emphatic. Also can lead to incoherence, jerky motions, shuffling or shambling. Shuffling is shambling? the least of your problems. Shambling is you've got way far down on the list. Just your hands your bones or bones. Out. Basically, crocodile turns you into a zombie. Technically alive, but in many ways dead. Because your bones are all over the fucking Yeah, guess place. what you can't do? Regrow. But I actually don't know. No, you can't. You could do it. I mean, they could graft skin and, like, that kind of thing. But I wonder if, like, you just started eating again if the muscle would fill in. No. No, No, it's gone forever. It doesn't regenerate. Zombie ants. Here we go. (gasps) No. My friend is Yeah. (laughs) Ants have come up three times. There are zombie ants out there in nature afflicted by a parasitic fungus that Mm. biologically manipulates the insects into doing their bidding. Yeah. I know this one. Uh, it's kind of like in the glimmer. Ooh, wait, what is the glimmer? Uh, from... Oh, in Annihilation? Yeah. 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 Here's, uh, Joseph Castros of Live Science to explain this phenomena. Fungi of the genus Ophisordyceps. Exactly how it's pronounced. So-called zombie ant fungus. Cordyceps. Uh. Right? Yeah, I guess Orpheocordyceps. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, need ants to complete their life cycle. <laughs> when an ant comes across fungal spores, you spores, while foraging, <laughs> the fungal fungus insects, no, the fungus infects the insect and quickly spreads through its body. Fungal cells are in the ant's head and they release chemicals that hijack the insect's central nervous system. Oh my God. The fungus forces the ant to climb up vegetation and clamp down onto a leaf or twig before killing its hapless drone. What? It then grows a spore-releasing stalk out of the back of the victim's head to infect more ants on the ground below. It's truly, like, the worst thing ever. So it, do- it, like, it looks like there's little tendrils coming out of the insect. It looks like this. Like little wormy tendrils. Oh, I hate it! Oh, it's God, really I hate bad. It. Yeah, I don't like it, and this can... If this happens to people soon, well, oh boy. I'm checking out. I think that that might be, there's some video game that that is the theme of. I hate that. That, like, cordyceps is spread to people. I don't I know what game it, it is, though. Yeah. I hate that. Ugh. I mean, you can, get, you can get fungus inside of you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think there's a Planet Earth episode, maybe, where they show the thing coming out of an insect after it dies, and it's so fucking gross. I fucking so hate crazy. it. I hate that so much. Ew, where it's like, this vessel has died, now I slither away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Also, spores? Spores? Yeah, the idea of spores, like, just in the I remember as a, as a little girl, my mom being like, you know, spores, mold. And I was like, whatever. No, she was right. Mold is, like, the worst thing in the world. Yeah. The idea of a spore in the air... Makes me... It's so disgusting. I'll, I'll run. I will run from the spore. Run. Fungus yeah. is my worst fear. Unless it's a mushroom. <laughs> you do love a shrimp. I love them. Um, headless chicken lives for 18 months. No! We already know Our about friend. this one. This is yeah. a beloved boy. Oh, we know about him. I'm just going to read it because it's so good. Please also, do I, miss I, him. Do, you, I do you want to see this photo? Oh, 
Yeah, of course. The farmer's just pointing right into the neckle. He's like, see that there? See that, yeah? That's the neckle. That's the neckle. I don't know why he talks like that, but it's fine. He does. September though. 10th, 1945, a legend was born in Fruta, right, Colorado. Farmer Lloyd Olson was slaughtering chickens, taking their heads off with a hatchet. Generally, chickens die from this, sure. from being beheaded. That kills the chicken, usually. Yes, that usually does kill the crab and the chicken. <laughs> But one break, we talked about this kills a crab on the pod, right? Everybody, yeah, look at look at how to kill a soft shell crab online. Google, it's fine. Yeah. Um, one brave poultry oh. looked death in the eye and said, "Not today." Wow. He became known as Mike, the hellish chicken, and he made the sideshow circuit for eighteen months following his batting. <laughs> Although technically Mike still had a head, sort of. What? The hatchet uh, whacked only managed to sever the upper half of the brainstem. Allowing his body ret- to retain all of its motor functions. So, like, he could even eat. He, he could be fed through a syringe, liquid food droplets, into his esophagus. Uh, Such a good boy. Guess what? What? He suffocated. No! Before Mike. a syringe of water could be administered to him Mike. one day. no. So he would have lived, like, longer. He didn't die. He did not die from the head wound. He what? didn't die from not having a head. He choked to death. Okay? That's so sad. Whoever, His whoever chicken. let him choke should be, go to jail. I think they didn't know. Because it couldn't... He couldn't It cluck. couldn't balk. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't cluck to tell him. I can't even fucking believe this headless pet. Is I cannot believe it. He seems like also such though, a loyal friend and constant companion. Ugh, after, we, after I learned about Mike is when I had that horrible dream... The blue oh, was sick, yeah, and I had to head. take off his head and put his head back on. That was the worst dream ever. Yeah. Um, woman revived after being clinically dead over three hours. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So, Anne Bagenholm, 1999, lost control while skiing in the Kajolan mountain range and plummeted through a thin layer of ice covering a stream. Oh, no. Friends pulled her out from the freezing water several minutes later. Medical personnel rushed her to the hospital, but eventually her heart stopped. However, the head of emergency medical treatment at the hospital, his name was Mads Gilbert, which is a fun doctor name, Mads, Mads, believed the frozen temperature had actually kept her alive. Mm. While lowering the body temperature will stop the heart, it also reduces the oxygen demand of the body. Oh. Yes. And in particular, that's why, um, like, organs that are being kept for donation are kept on ice, on ice. right? Oh, okay. Um, or, like, yeah, it's like a, it'll preserve anything because, yeah, you don't need oxygen, really. Yeah. Um, and in particular, the brain cells. If the vital organs have been sufficiently cooled before the cardiac arrest occurs then the inevitable cell death from the lack of circulation will be postponed. Oh, wow. Yes. Buying emergency services an extra time window to try and save the person's life. Wow. I did not... That... I mean... I did not know. Not ideal, but very cool. Yeah. After over three hours without a heartbeat or any vital signs, she slowly began to revive. Holy shit. She made a full, full recovery. Yes. Crazy. What did she say? Was she like, well... I don't know. What but I'm sure sleep? she just was like, yeah, hello. Thank you for like, saving yeah, me. Yeah, I was basically just asleep. Let's go cold. skiing again. Yeah. Oh, God, she better not have fucking gone skiing again. Yeah. Um, so this is another case of in uh, from Haiti. Felicia Felix, mentor, returns almost 30 years after her <gasps> death. Whoa. Uh, having died in 1907, it was a shock to the village of Henry in Haiti when on October 24th, 1936... Felicia Felix's mentor wandered into town, dazed and disheveled. She would alternately refer to herself in first and third person, and at times she would laugh maniacally for no reason. Dr. Louise P. Mars, MD, insisted mentor's reappearance was either a case of mistaken identity or severe schizophrenia. Mm. But writer Zora Neale Hurston insisted oh, yeah. locals had told her mentor state was a result of pharmac- pharmacological zombification. So I do think that there is something going on where people are basically body snatched. Like, people are yeah. being kidnapped and drugged and enslaved. Mm-hmm. And that is 
very, very fucked up. It's deeply fucked up. Almost as fucked up as the nighting disease of, of northern Uganda. What is that? For several months in 2012, a veritable plague swept through northern regions of Uganda. It was dubbed the nodding disease, given the afflicted children's tendencies to nod their head <gasps> as though in a trance. Whoa. However, this nodding was perhaps the most innocuous symptom of the disease. Um, children also were reported to be mostly unresponsive, to suffer from seizures, wander off aimlessly, oh, no. and in some cases, start random fires. Oh. Parents what? who attempted to tie their children down, which that's not the Don't solution, do that. were often left with a horrific scene. They would just start snarling and biting their binds, <gasps> attempting to free themselves. While nodding disease is not an example of supposed death and resurrection or zomb- zombie stuff, um, it's kind of like zombie stuff wow. in that it's almost like there's no, like yourself is lost mm-hmm. and you have like bodily function, but no brain function really. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. You don't like it. I don't like it. Um, and then lastly, sleeping sickness. Uh oh. Okay. Turns victims into zombies. Sleeping disease runs rampant in African countries, affecting tens of thousands yearly. It is described by Professor Sanjeev Krishna of St. George University of London as such. At first, it will cause headaches, aching muscles, and maybe itching. Oh, which no. is that's me on a time. summer night. Um, but in the late stage, when the parasites have invaded the brain, the signs become more obvious and ominous. Victims find it hard to concentrate. They become irritable, their speech is slurred, and they stop eating. Their daily rhythm becomes disrupted to such an extent that they can't sleep at night. Oh, no. no. And find it almost impossible to stay awake during the day. Oh, Oh, no. no. It even becomes very hard for them to do simple mental tasks, such as drawing a straight line. Oh, no. No. This is an infection that carries nightmarish qualities, reducing many of its victims to a zombie-like state before they go into a coma and die. Yeah. Yeah. We have this. We have it. Oh, boy. <gasps> yup. Yup. Uh, well. Mm-hmm. 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 Here's, here's how I'm going to close it out on a fun one. Crazed Cannibal Loves Rear Steak. April 2016, Chad Feeney. Of course it's Chad. A man living in Sutton Coalfield, Birmingham, Mm -hmm. West Mids in England, so not Birmingham, sorry, (laughs) Birmingham, Birmingham. had the top part of his ear bitten off by a man at the YMCA where he'd been living. Feeney told police that he came into the, the common room after a night of drinking and struck up a conversation with the man. They got onto the topic of food. At which point the man told Feeney his favorite food was a rare steak. The man then leapt onto Feeney and began munching on his ear. No munching! Uh, the sound of which sounded to Feeney like someone eating lettuce. That's what so fucking the gross. fuck? That's maybe the worst part of this. Necessary. He further stated, there was a massive chomp. And then there was <laughs> blood everywhere. He had blood all over his mouth and was laughing maniacally to himself. The man was apparently evicted from the YMCA. Good. Before police uh, arrived, left to wander the streets in search of his next meal. Wow. Okay. Bad call. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where I'll leave that. Holy shit. That lettuce thing is so gross. And knowing that eating an ear sounds like lettuce is something I didn't want to know. A chomp? Yeah. A chomp. Chomping and munching. Oh. Well, I mean... There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. We're going to end the pod here because we have people coming over soon. But Lord Aloo! fucking Lou. Watch a good zombie movie. Watch, um, is Night of the Living Dead a zombie movie? Yeah, of course. Day of the Dead? No, that's not a thing. No, that is. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Day Dawn of the, of the Dead. Dead yes. Night of the Living Dead. Um, um, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. 28 Days Later. 28 oh, Weeks yeah. Later. Really good. Yeah, we didn't even get into like pathogens and stuff like that yeah. being like uh, in a lot of movies the cause of a zombie. Mm-hmm. Also, how do you kill a zombie? Obviously, you, you gotta you gotta take its head kill, off. You gotta kill that head. Yeah, you gotta do that. Um, don't let it touch you. If, it's, if a zombie bites you, you're also now a zombie. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, um, I would say for, like, 
tragically for for zombies as we know them, like modern zombies, there's no reversing it. I don't think. No, yeah, yeah, that's it for you. That's a sad, a sad truth. Yeah, it's not like killing the head vampire. You can't just like no, they they don't go back. There's no going back. Sometimes dead is um, yeah. Once you go one. zombie, you don't go. You, you can't go back. You don't go back. Oh yeah, Pet Cemetery as well. There's so many so good many. ones. Email so us some good ones. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you to Andrew again for your email. Thank Please you email so much, us, guys. That's spiritpodcast at gmail.com. Our tip is just to like avoid zombies and don't let anyone mm-hmm. zombify you. Don't let them zombify you. Test with uh, bath sal- salts. No, <laughs> smelling Test salts. With Test with smelling salts. To oh make no. Sure that don't take crocodile as my heartfelt tip. Don't you fucking dare. I don't um, even know how you would get it. I love you and I don't want you to take crocodile. People of Florida, please don't. Please take stop anything. doing it. Don't take basalt. People of Russia and K2. especially people of Florida, too, because I know spice. you guys are down to try anything. You're down to clown. Don't own please a Please don't. Don't eat the face. Start don't with the Don't eat the face. Start with the shoulder. Start with the rump. Do anything but the anything face. Anything but the face. God. Um, that's the moneymaker. And I love you. <laughs> we love you so much. And where we will see you? It, well, guys, it's in hell. It's in hell. We'll see you in hell. Bye. Bye. Oh my god.